And I never ask my clients to judge me on my winners. I ask them to judge me on my losers because I have so few. I won't change my mind on anything, regardless of the facts that are set out before me. And that's all there is to it. Just another fat fuck walking out of the casino with a suitcase. All right, we're back in studio. It's Tuesday. It means it's time for the It's Just Money podcast. Uh, we had a great weekend last weekend. Let's recap that with the guys, and then we'll jump into some games. Yeah, so two and two again. I think I'm the captain of pushing. I mean, fucking push over over here. I can't not push. Like, it's almost like a sickness at this point in time. Um, people won on my picks that I didn't even end up taking off the pod. Don't know why. All four of them hit, but we're going to just move on quickly. Ladies and gentlemen, it is snowing and cold outside, but it is hot in this room. Red hot. <laughs> Me and Parks, I think combined for like, well, I don't know, like... Ten wins. Yeah, ten, wins. And ten and two. Uh, I think both of us went undefeated on Saturday. I think you pushed one. Saturday sweep, except for Coastal. Just, but we'll take a push. Uh, it is hot as fuck in this room. Hopefully rolling into next weekend. Yeah, we need to keep, keep uh, remaining hot, and we will do so. As we always do, it's Yes Just Money podcast. Presented by Two Brothers North, the premier guiding and clothing for the duck hunter on the Missouri River. Uh, we appreciate those guys sponsoring the pod. Let's jump into some games. It's Tuesday night. That means there's fucking Mac football. We love Mac in here. Akron at Ohio will open up talking about that game. Both teams are 0-1 going to this game. Obviously, Ohio's the way better team. They open up as 27-point favorites here in this game. Akron 0-11 in their last 11 we're having a spread in their game. 0-11 against the spread in their last 11. Uh, both teams are 0-1 against the spread this year, obviously. Uh, the over-under set at 59, and Akron is plus 14.50 on the money line. Ohio heavy favorites here. What's the play? Uh, I took Ohio at 26.5. I am on the fade Akron crowd until it dies at this point in time. So fade Akron. It's like Kansas of the MAC. Think about it like that. Sounds, sounds a little even worse. Like Although they're worse than Kansas, nah, but I'm saying it's like the same kind of concept rolling. This is the only game that I'm not playing tonight. Uh, but, I mean, JP showed me a stat the other day. They're, Akron's like 1-11 against the spread. So that just pretty much shows you. Pick Ohio. I just don't want to. Ohio 27.5 points to an Ohio football team that I know, know nothing about. I know Akron's really bad, but I'm going to stay away from it. But I am playing both. Uh, the Kent State game and the uh, Buffalo Miami of Ohio game tonight. What's your Kent State pick? Uh, well, as of a minute ago, <laughs> I just put in Kent State because online is just pushing me. JP's pushing me. Twenty I, and a half. Twenty and a half. I got to pick Kent. We'll State dive tonight. into that later. We'll mm-hmm. dive into that later. My pick on Akron and Ohio is nothing because I don't know enough about Ohio. Um, to only twenty-seven points on the board last week for them to win by twenty-seven, which I think is entirely possible. Um, God forbid Akron gets a couple of touchdowns here and there, then 27 becomes 42. Um, I don't know what the, what the hell to play here. It's still too early in the Mac to figure these teams out. I think Ohio barely lost to a decent central Michigan team. Uh, it's a stay away for me as well, but as those guys just touched on, let's dive in Kent state at Bowling green, uh, Kent state rolls in one and oh, oh, and one against the spread. However, Bowling green, oh, and one, oh, and one against the spread. Uh, 20 and a half is what it is live right now. Um, some people are getting at 20. I haven't heard it lower than that. The over-under is 55. And the money line is minus 1,300 in favor of Kent State. 
I don't know who you talk about how bad Akron is. I don't know if they does Bowling Green and Akron play each other this year because that would be one fucking toilet bowl. Uh, right next to uh, Penn State and Nebraska, two toilets. <laughs> let me go check. Bowling Green is terrible. Uh, th- they scored three points last week. I mean, Toledo might be respectable in the MAC. They can't be that respectable to only put up three points. Kent State, uh, from everything that I've read, can easily put up points. We lost them last week. They didn't cover for me, but. Uh, they still look decent. I think that they can easily win this game. A lot of predictions of what I've been seeing out there is like a, a 38-10 to 10 type of score, and I think that's going to be the key to this victory tonight. Bowling Green hosts Akron December 5th. And that, we got to bet that. We're going to yeah. put it on here. You heard it first. The boys will be in the air. Well, I'll put it in before we even play. Or we right. fly. Boys Looking will be right. in the air. Uh, Bowling Green, 38 points last week. Uh, this one's a little sketchy. Also, stay away from me. I know these guys like Kent State. I think Kent State's a better team by far. So does Vegas. Um, I think Kent State ends up winning, but I just don't know how many points Bowling Green will put up. They'll put up less than yeah. 14. And I think that's an easy cover. And I, I think that. whether you look at how good Kent State is or how good they looked last week against Eastern Michigan, who's not the best MAC team, but they're in the middle mm-hmm. of the road. But I just think Bowling Green's one of those teams where they're so bad. That's like the two games why I picked both these games. Both these games, because guys that are not or that are getting points are just that bad. Like they're just that bad. So I thought, why not? It's the Mac. Just take your favorites and go. What the hell are you gonna do on a Tuesday night, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> just play some Mac. You got nothing else going on. I put know like, you got nothing. Put like a half a unit on it and just <laughs> enjoy a little football. All right, jump into another conference. Georgia State, App State. Georgia State rolls in three and three. Uh, App State's five and one. Although App State is one in five against the spread this year, mm-hmm. um, they are three and zero at home. However, the spread in this game is sixteen live. Uh, I know we got it some different numbers. Uh, the over under is set at sixty three and a half, and the money line is minus seven hundred for the Mountaineers. Personally, I'm going to roll with the Mountaineers here. I think they win this game easily. Georgia State, we talked about them before. We touched on them a lot. Um, Worst defense I've seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. A lot of teams put up a lot of points against them, and 16 is a uh, small number for a pretty good Mountaineer team. Yeah, I mean, here I think it's just as simple. It's as simple as the defense for App State, and they play really good defense, and you look at what Coastal Carolina solid defense did to this Georgia State team a couple weeks ago, um, and that's I think that's just a, a hint of what could happen now. They could be held to zero once again this week. App State's very well-rounded offensively. They have a really solid quarterback we've talked about in the past. They throw the ball pretty well. They run the ball really well. That's what they do. I think 16 is really good number considering I don't know how many points Georgia State will put up, but App State can put the points up if they need to. So I think that's a good number at this point. Uh, yeah, I really like this game. I was actually really on the edge of making this my lock of the week, but there's just too many stats out there mm. saying that it's too dangerous. App State is 1-6 against the spread in their last yeah. seven, but... Georgia State scored zero points, like we said, on a Coastal Carolina team. I think that we're, we're going to find out next week, but I think App State's better than Coastal, especially defensively. I think defensively, App State is a very solid team. Georgia State also gave up 30 points against a ULM team that's very bad, too. So Georgia State looks shaky on offense against good teams, and they look shaky on defense against really bad teams. That's a mix for a disaster with only 16 points given. Uh, yeah, I really like App State. Give me App State in this. Also, I think that any overplay, I can't argue in a Georgia State game, they give up that many points. 63 and a half. I, what was that? That game we took a couple weeks ago, I think it was around 50, and I think it went to yeah. 104. Yeah. Yeah. Georgia State's defense is that bad, mm-hmm. so I definitely think App State is the move here. 
Let's jump into a Power 5, the Big Ten. Uh, nobody knows what to expect from them this year. Ohio State's doing its thing, but other than that, it's up and down everywhere. Indiana at Michigan State. This line is only 7.5 in favor of the Hoosiers. The over-under is 52. Michigan State's plus 230 on the money line, and Indiana is minus 280. I feel like the pick is punching everybody in the face. JP, what's the move? So this line has already moved up half a point. I expect it to get up to like eight, eight and a half by the end of the week. Um, I don't. I think people want to ride Indiana just with how well they're playing. They're very um, much high on momentum right now. They're like coastal of the Big Ten. Like they are playing outside their mind. They're playing really well. They've won a couple games that people didn't think they had a chance in. And here they sit with seven point favorites against a Michigan State team that is not good. And you can say they beat Michigan, and Michigan's not that bad, but Indiana just rolled over Michigan. Michigan State put up seven points last week. Seven points. Rocky Lombardi had three turnovers. Three, and three bad turnovers. One of the worst football yeah. plays I've ever seen in my life. By and I, you really think that offense Indiana is going to get stopped by that defense that just gave up? Well, there's a, they had Iowa had a pick six and a punt return, so. 49 points down to 35. You really think Indiana's not going to score more than the Iowa Hawkeyes right now with that offense? Michael Penix is like yeah. the guy say, right that's now. How, is that yeah. how you say it? Michael yeah. Penix. Penix. Yep. He's a good football player. I just Coverage right now is 63% on 7.5 for Indiana. Who thinks? Did anybody watch Michigan State last week? Did they just not no, watch the game they're hung up on the Michigan game. Yeah, but that, that Michigan yeah. game wasn't very impressive because Indiana whooped Michigan's ass last week. And you That's also have to take into, an effect of, uh, like into consideration that it's a rivalry game. These teams do, in fact, play differently against an in-state rival. It does mm-hmm. matter at the end of the day. Yeah. You yeah. definitely play at a different level when you're playing that other team. This is not one of those games, and I think it's going to go the way that we think it's going to go. I think Indiana wins this game. Yeah, seven, like that, that seven deep... seems too obvious. They, Indiana doesn't turn the ball over. Penix only has one pick on the year. He's thrown for over 750 yards. Defensively, they look very solid the last two games. They go 13 yards rushing to Michigan last week. Michigan yeah. says they run the ball well. Yeah. 13. They've looked very impressive, giving up only 21 uh, points to Rutgers and then Michigan. Not saying they're very good, but... They're no better than Michigan State. I think that's very interesting, though, because we were talking about the rush yards and stuff like that. Michigan State ran for 59 last week, and Indiana gave up 13. Yeah. You think they're going to run more than 50 yards next week? If any, if something has to give, they're going to get less than 50 yards this rushing seems, next week. Yeah, it seems fishy, but Indiana It seems, seems almost too good to be true yeah. at some we're, point. We're going to play it, though. But I just, I just see Michigan State as a one-hit wonder, and like Parks was talking about, it. In-state rivalry game where you're a little more up than you should be. Records don't matter. Indiana's hot. You ride a hot hand right now. This, this year. is Indiana, JP. Don't talk yourself out of it. We're going yeah. Indiana. Yeah. Indiana. We're going Indiana. Place you, it. Place you listen it. To this, if you go back and listen to this, we're going Indiana, future JP. Yeah, we're fucking bad. going Indiana. Yeah, I mean, if you guys took any of the games I was talking about last week, there's four. And you games had a great I weekend. Was, JP didn't take them though. I was dead set on, and I took none of them. I just talked myself out of it, which is the worst thing you can do. All four of them hit. So, we're not doing it this weekend. All right. So, there's an obvious pick there. But is this a situation that we ran into a couple weeks ago with Kansas State and West Virginia? No. No. Because no, 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 we got a no. game like that. Kansas, State, we Kansas State's out. a fluky team. I mean, they're respectable, but Kansas State's not nearly as good and as solid as, as Indiana. No. But there's a couple games like that this week. There SMU's is. There a, is. But it's SMU's not SMU's a two-and-a-half-point dog against Tulsa. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, my opinion, I think TCU's a better football team than West Virginia. Been there at the underdogs this weekend. A lot of people disagree with me, but that's another game where I kind of saw that reminded me a lot. We're of definitely going to touch game. on that one. I I think that 
Vegas is looking at it too hard in fact that they, they're thinking, okay, Indiana beat Penn State. They suck. Michigan. Michigan's probably their most impressive win overall. Michigan's a lot of teams' most impressive wins, which should tell you something that maybe yeah. it's not that impressive. Yeah. But. So th- I think that's what Vegas is looking at, and that's where the line is where it's at. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think Indiana wins this game easily by 21 points. Um, let's jump to the Big 12. TCU at West Virginia. A little chilly over there at Mountaineer Field. Um, TCU is plus three this game. West Virginia obviously favored by three. The opener is 45 and a half. And TCU's money line is plus 135 to West Virginia's minus 155. TCU 3-3, three and three, West Virginia 4-3. and three. However, West Virginia is 5-2 and two against the spread. Mm-hmm. What happens here? I mean, these are two good ATS teams. And mm-hmm. you have a really good quarterback in uh, Duggan who's going to go up to Morgantown and play a really good defense, um, which is surprising. We are in the Big 12. Everybody knows we're talking about the Big 12, right? Like This, is, this plays yeah. defense now. It's not an OG yeah. Big 12 team. So... I mean, that's a really good defense up in West Virginia. I think, like, we had a couple comments a week or so ago about Parks talking about a quarterback that has the ability to use his legs and get out of the pocket and make things happen. If nobody in the country does that, I don't know if better than Max Duggan right now. I mean, the kid has been unreal. Um, you got to get out of that. That offensive line sucks. You got to scramble. He will have to win. He will have to carry the whole team on his shoulders, running the ball mm-hmm. and throwing wise, if they want to win this game. I think, which is possible. That's see, that's the problem with Duggan this year. As well as he can run the ball, his throwing uh, statistics haven't been that great this year. I think he's only got like five touchdowns. Uh, he threw seventy three yards last week, but they got the job done. They still put up thirty four points and beat Texas Tech. By the way, a team that beat West Virginia, Texas Tech is terrible. They're the worst team in the conference. Next to Kansas, that's why I. I mean, West Virginia's defense looks impressive. They played well last week, only giving up 17 in a loss to Austin. Their offense needs to figure it out. I don't know. I, I think that I think that TCU's losses have been more respectable than West Virginia, which is why I like um, TCU. I don't know if I'm going to play it though. It's just it's just too scary for me. I liked it though, but I think TCU is going to be my. If, if I had to pick TCU. Let's look at this. this is West a, Virginia is four and zero at home. Here. The first time I've been. Uh, yes. West Virginia is four and zero at home. However, TCU two and zero on the road. Yeah, this the, game's got a lot of shit going on. Yeah. Listen to this weird stat. Last week against their Texas Tech, that was the first win at home they've had in a year. Yeah. In, or, in yeah. over a year, but they're still they're a good football. They're team, one and three at, on at home, and they are and West Virginia is zero and three on the road. These teams are legitimate opposites. So I have no idea what's going to happen here. If I had to pick somebody, I got to ride at the home team, right? Wake up in this in your own bed. I mean, it's the Big Twelve, so there's a little bit of fan. Yeah, they're not like they fans. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like crowd. But I think I, I this game is going to be some I wait and sit on and sit on. But this is the first time me and Schaefer have been like, oh, well, I'm going this way, you're going that way, which is probably a good thing. It's yeah. Like, we're one and two when all three of us pick the same team. I uh, my Big Twelve fandom, I I, w- I really want to watch this game. So I wanted I more it, inside out of them. If I do play it, you're definitely here in TCU for me. I don't know if I will though. See, I like West Virginia. Here. I'm going to lean West Virginia here on the fact that they're the home team. They're four and zero at home, and I think TCU is a little bit like this Kansas State team where they vary. You could see a very good Kansas State team or a very good TCU team, or you could see the opposite. Um, West Virginia, they looked great at home against Kansas State. Two or three weeks ago, Kansas State's going down, but that's another story. This is, but that over under is at forty six. So I think Vegas knows that this is going to be very low scoring. Mm-hmm. Like that, that that's telling you twenty six to twenty. 
which yep. is like Big well, that's, Ten, that's Big a, Twelve that's games. A typical like, that's a typical TCU. That's TCU game right there. And for last week, that was a West Virginia game, seventeen to thirteen. Yeah, that's what I'm Texas. Because both these teams play defense all of a sudden, and you usually think West Virginia high flying, their historical um, value and stuff like that. But you look at this game, and it's like holy crap! But it's just gonna be a fun game to watch. That's mm-hmm. why I want to put something on it and have a little more fun. Yeah. Okay, that wraps up Big Twelve talk for now. Uh, we're going to jump to the ACC, Notre Dame at Boston College. This is something that we've all talked about. I've heard a d- couple different things over the week of who's going to take who. Notre Dame, obviously 7-0, coming off a big win against Clemson at home. And they come into this one 13.5-point favorites. Obviously, the line has varied. The over-under is 49, and Boston College is plus 400 on the money line. And I believe I heard a money line talk earlier in the week. So uh, let's dive into it. Yeah, so I want to start this game by saying I had this circled for a couple reasons. And reason number one, Notre Dame just had probably one of their biggest wins. And I don't know how long, Can you apologize to Ian Book? You said last week he's never had a big win. All right, yep. No, there it is. Why should I apologize? That's that's good for him. (laughs) Barely. Barely. (laughs) He had a good day. Notre Dame had a really good day. They ran into a Clemson team that couldn't figure out how to stop him. And that's never been an issue. I didn't think that would happen. I literally – I. Snapchat of one of my buddies who's a big Notre Dame fan, and I said, I'll Venmo you a dollar if this game's scored over 50 points total. I think there was 80 points. Uh, Yeah, 87. Yeah, that was the exact opposite of what everything was going to happen. And now you sit in a game with Boston College, who's been putting up points on teams, and you sit in over and under at 49? Right? Yes. Why? Right? Ian Book just showed you he can put up 50. That's an interesting spot. But then again, the second reason I brought this up, um, this is a... Big, big game for Boston College mm-hmm. for the simple reason is the red bandana game. And if you don't know about the red bandana game, get yourself on YouTube, type in red bandana Boston College, learn the story, learn how it goes. This is a big deal for Boston College. And they got the best team in the ACC coming to them yep. and playing in this kind of game. This is just a spot where I, they might cover this 13 and a half. Do they win? I don't know. But they're going to be way up for this one. Yeah, I mean, like you said, JP, I do have a couple of friends who are Notre Dame fans too. I think we, I think not only us, but the entire college football world owes Notre Dame their respect. The last time, however, Notre Dame beat a number one team, they lost the very next week. No, 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 no I'm not saying they're going to lose. What was that? Was it 93? I don't know. Probably. I'm not saying they're going to lose, but guess what? I'm not saying they're going to cover either. Like you said, JP, the bandana game means a lot. To Boston College. This is a good Boston College team. I think that they win by less than 14 points. But let me start off by saying this. This does not discredit Notre Dame and still being in the college football playoff. This is a tough bounce back game for Notre Dame coming off the highest of highs last week. They're going to get everything they got from Boston College. I think Boston College is going to cover. They're 5-0 at home as an underdog against the spread. I think they win by... I think Notre Dame comes out and wins by 10 and I still am high on Notre Dame, and I still believe they're a college football playoff team. Notre Dame only played two games on the road this year. The entire season, they're 7-0. They've played two road games. Um, Boston College, uh, not a bad team. Obviously, they put up points against a pretty good Clemson defense. Um, so did Notre Dame, however. This is pretty much a toss-up in whichever one you're thinking. Uh, I like Boston College plus 13.5 here. I agree. I think there's going to be some misfires on Ian Book's trying to overplay himself. Um, I think Boston College covers 13.5. I think that's the play. Weather looks fine. I think for that under, though, maybe why it's so low is because both teams run the ball really well. I mean, Bailey for them, for Boston College, ran for 125 yards last week, and Kyron Williams ran for 140 
for Notre Dame last week. Maybe that's what they're thinking. It's going to be a run, uh, ground and pound game between both teams, and Notre Dame's just going to try to escape with a victory mm-hmm. and avoid a trap loss. I like the idea of the over-under at 49, though, considering I've seen yeah, both offenses against all the defenses, the best defenses they're going to see, you know? So mm-hmm. that's kind of where I'm at on that. Um, but, yeah, red bandana game in Boston College. Like, you're going to want to tune in for this one. Check out the uniforms they're wearing, too. They're very cool. Okay, Let's go in to Middle Tennessee and Marshall, the Thundering Herd. Not going to correct me this time. The Thundering Herd are 6-0, coming off of a coronavirus cancellation. Middle Tennessee, 2-5, terrible football team. Um, Marshall, 23.5-point favorites here. The over-under is 56, and if you're picking Middle Tennessee, you're betting plus 1,100 on the money line. Uh, Marshall 4-0 at home, obviously, and that's what it'll be up for this one. Uh, it's going to be a little cloudy, no precipitation, a little chilly. What's the pick? Simply put, we're going to go back. I'm glad we did the Boston College game and then this one right after it. Um, this is a don't overthink it for me. Defense, defense, defense. That's what Marshall does. They're very good at it this year. We've already seen it. We've talked about it in an earlier podcast. Um, and they score the ball really well as well. So 24 points against a Middle Tennessee team that we've already won plenty of money betting against this year, I feel like it's a good play. And the other reason is it is the 50th anniversary of the plane crash at Marshall. Oh, yeah, I didn't so know that. that is, I mean, and it's almost yes. to the date. They play on the 14th, which is the day it happened. Um, and their coach, I mean, they won a game last weekend or two weeks ago, and they were already talking about this state and what it means to be a Marshall football player on this state. Um, so it's, I mean, that's another situation where you just have so much pep and um, so much emotion around a game for a reason that cannot be controlled by another team um, or even the team, the players within the team that it's happening to or have happened to. So don't overthink it. 23 and a half. This will be a play for me. And I'll have to go in now because I see this line getting at 25. Uh, yeah, I think you guys both explained it very well. Marshall's a very good team, puts up a lot of points, and I actually didn't know they were honoring that Marshall plane crash this weekend, yep. so, uh, hammer the that Thunder That might her. be a moral lock. Oh. I mean, I really like it, and I just, we talked about Asher O'Hara, and they're, everybody's talking about how good he's been this year, but he's playing a good team and a good defense. I don't think he can do it against a good team. He does great against teams that are average to below average. I mean, they played Rice, give me a fucking break about Rice, but, like... I just feel like this team is that good with the extra centers around the game is a good pick. Okay, here's why I'm going to stay away from this game. And it's the lone fact that Marshall, I had them against FAU, uh, I believe it was three weeks ago now, uh, to win by, I think, 19. And they couldn't cover that. And I think, I'm not saying FAU is on the same level as Middle Tennessee. Middle Tennessee sucks at football. Um... But I'm not going to stay away for that reason alone. They only put up 20 points in that entire game. They ended up winning that game 20-9. to Did not cover for me. Both teams are pretty good against the spread, though, however. Uh, Middle Tennessee, 4-3. and Marshall's 4-2. and I think Marshall wins this game, and I think it's a really good bet to ride with JP, but I can't get myself to pull the trigger, let alone on what happened three weeks ago. So that's why I'm not going to be betting this game. But I do love JP's pick, and it is kind of a moral lock. If they're honoring that plane crash. You do play at a different level when you get that emotion riding through you of that school you go to and what their tradition is. So I like that pick a lot. Um, Let's go in to Miami, Florida this weekend. Coming in as dogs. Plus two. What do you guys think? This is a Kansas State. This is the Kansas State State. game. They're setting it up. Uh, Virginia Tech has been up and down all year. I don't 
think they're that impressive, but I don't know if I'm going to bet against uh, Old Vegas. The people weekend. love Miami right now, though, and that just adds to the fact that I'm like, why, they didn't, this, why they are they didn't underdogs? Look good last, I, they didn't look good last week. I'm going to be honest. Their defense didn't look good. I, I was a little surprised. I, I thought NC State is just not a very good football team, and they should have won that game. I couldn't believe Miami won that game last weekend. I, that was what a shootout that was. It was, yeah. Vatek coming off of can we say a tough loss? I mean, it's not really a not tough a tough loss, loss because I Liberty really thought good. they had a chance to win that game. I really thought Liberty had a chance to win that game, and they proved so. I mean, I don't think it's a tough loss. I think it's a team that was very good and underappreciated, and they ran into a Virginia Tech team with some issues on the injury front and COVID front, and lost. I think that's seventy-two percent of covers yeah. is on Miami. They love game. Miami this week. Wow. I do, too. That's my pick here. I actually like this game a lot. I'm going to ride with Miami. I think they put up points here. Uh, Virginia Tech, obviously not as good as people think. They came in at 17.5-point favorites against Liberty and lost the game. I think Miami is a pretty good team. They do force turnovers. They love to put that fucking chain on. Um, and that's what they do this weekend. I think they win this game outright. Uh, it'll probably be a money line play for me. Justin Fuente is well on the hot seat. He needs to win a game. Or yes. three. Or he might be out. <laughs> and it may not be this year because of the COVID concerns, yeah, but it might so. be next year. So, kid needs a win, to say the least. Yes, he does. Okay, let's go into another Big 12 game. We said we were going to revisit it. Baylor at Texas Tech. Schaefer, what's your pick? I know you wanted to touch on this. Yeah, I do. Uh, we talked about Texas Tech being the worst team in the Big 12 um, outside of Kansas. And I truly believe that. They're... Favorites this weekend, uh, right now one and a half against Baylor. I mean, yeah, Baylor doesn't have a whole lot of wins to show for them, but I may be a little biased. They get they scared the hell out of me last week. They probably should have won that football game against Iowa State. They've just been playing better football lately. I think that they're the better team, and it comes down to quarterbacks. I mean, Charlie Brewer, when you have a guy who's as much experience, and he played a hell of a game last week against a good Iowa State defense, I think he's just a much better player than Henry Columby, uh, who's the recent starter after benching Bowman at Tech. Texas Tech struggles defensively. They've given up 60s uh, a couple of times this year where Baylor's defense, not saying it's good, but it's a little better than Texas Tech. Being an underdog on the road in Lubbock, give me the Bears to finally get a win uh, for the first time in a, in a while. Bears roll into it 1-4. Texas Tech 2-5. and five. Both teams... Pretty average against the spread. The over-under is 57. Like Schaefer said, Baylor are one-and-a-half-point dogs. I think something that's vital in this game is going to be Baylor forcing a turnover or two. Um, yeah. That's what they did against Iowa State, and that's why they were in that game and ahead for a decent amount. A turnover or two is like four. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Brock Purdy. Um, no, I like Baylor here as well. I think they're a better football team than giving credit due to their record. Um, Texas Tech's defense is fucking terrible. So Charlie Brewer can get going throwing the ball. Um, I believe Baylor wins this one outright easily. Yeah, I don't have much to say on this. I'm going to stay away. I just, <laughs> the two bad Big 12 football teams just yep. not excite me. So exciting to me. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, everybody, get your pens out. Get your tickets ready. Get your fingers ready. Get your book out. Text your bookie. It's time for Jake Schaefer's Lock of the Week. 3-0. We need some Red music. Hot. We need like some music or some <laughs> intro into this. There may be music. You don't know. Listen back. Time for Shaver's Lock of the Week. Listen the fuck up. 
They're 3-0. I rode with it last weekend. It hit me in a big parlay. I enjoy this man. I enjoy this man's picks. When it comes to this pick alone, let's go. Well, I don't want to be setting up excuses for myself, but this is a, <laughs> this is a shitty week. This is a shitty week, but of course I'm going to give you one. And I really, really do like this pick. It is Arkansas State minus 20 versus UL Monroe. UL Monroe might be the worst team in the entire country. They give up a lot of points on defense. They gave up 52 to a Georgia State team that we're not very high on. Everybody knows that. Arkansas State is 9-0 going against UL Monroe against the spread in their last nine meetings. They're going for number 10. That should say it alone. 20 points, not that much when you're considering of how, be- how good Arkansas State is, or they can be when they put it in the air against very bad teams. They scored 59 points against Georgia State, a uh, game that we lost on. They but may score that again. I'm not saying their passing uh, passing raid with Bonner and Hatcher are very good, uh, but it's going to overwhelm UL Monroe. This is a horrible, horrible defense. When you're only giving them 20 points, I think that's the play. They're going to win by at least three touchdowns. Arkansas State, lock it in against UL Monroe. I love that pick. I don't know what he said. I don't care what he said. I'm going to listen back, but I love it. I don't know what he said. Yeah, I had this on my card and before we even started the pod, we were like talk about it, and Schaefer blew it. He didn't even try to hide it. He just, I don't know <laughs> questions. I just wait. I let the suspense build. Okay, let's go into SMU at Tulsa. Schaefer wanted to touch on this game. First, SMU is plus two and a half in this game. The over-under is 64, and if you're betting the SMU money line is 125, what's the pick, Schaefer? This is another game. We talk about K-State, West Virginia, almost Vegas trying to trick us. I don't think so. I think SMU is the better football team. Shane Bouchette, Shane Bouchelle, sorry, is completing 66% of his passes. This is a very, very talented SMU offense. For some reason, Vegas is very high on Tulsa this year. I mean, they're respectable. I think they're 3-1, and 4-1 and one against the spread, which is fine. They haven't really played anybody. I mean, they gave Oklahoma State a run for their money. Other than that, I think they've been hit by COVID even a couple of times. SMU's offense ranks 14th in the country. You're only asking for two and a half points. I think they're going to win. Give me SMU's money line uh, against Tulsa. Yeah, I like it as well. Um, I just don't know if I'm going to play this game. I understand Schaefer's side on the SMU game, but this feels way too familiar to play for me. Um, And if it hits, it hits. I'll be like, more power to you. If it doesn't, I'm not going to rub it in his face or anybody's face because it's just one of those weird spreads where you're like, something is going on in Vegas. They know something. They got their hand in the cookie jar at all times. So this will be interesting to watch for sure. SMU is let alone the more experienced football team when it comes to this year. They've played four more games yeah. in Tulsa. Um, eight games. Yeah. That's yeah, that's a lot of games. That's a lot more than a lot of people A lot of people in the country. Plus, SMU 4-0 on the road this year. Their only loss is at home. Um, I do like SMU here as well. And if you're going to bet the spread, you might as well bet the money line because if they – if it's within two, three points, I think SMU edges it. Um, whether or not a problem here, it's going to be beautiful. This could be high scoring. Over-under at 64. Um, I do think SMU edges it, however, and I like that pick and will tail that one. All right, this is where I open the floor. Any last games that J- JP and Shape would talk about, and then we're going to dive into a different topic that we've never discussed on this pod. Go ahead, boys. Uh, another game I think that'll be interesting. We talked. I mean, Parks kind of hinted at it earlier. Um, Penn State, Nebraska. It's a three-point spread in Penn State's favor. Penn State hasn't looked like even a Penn State at all. Like they look 
loss. Nebraska didn't look bad until quite a little bit towards the end against Northwestern last week. It'll be an interesting game to see. Somebody's going to get their first win. I feel like it might be Penn State just because I think they'll snap into being themselves again, but I can see it going the other way as well. It'll just be a really good game to watch. I think you definitely pay attention to that one. Um, but a game I'm definitely thinking about playing, Purdue-Northwestern. Purdue's getting three, so plus three versus Northwestern. I think Purdue is just a better team offensively. It, I don't know how – I think Northwestern will score. Um, you have the Indiana transfer playing quarterback, Peyton Ramsey, for them. It is what it is. They'll score their points, but they're not going to overwhelm you. And I really do think Purdue has the weapons and David Bell – and Rondale Moore score 30 points. And I don't know if Northwestern gets to that point. So I think getting three is a good thing here. So I, that'll definitely be a game I look at later in the week and might end up on my card. So Purdue plus three is one I'd watch. Yeah, a uh, couple, couple more action picks. I don't know if we're going to get these out before the game start tonight. Uh, Buffalo minus nine easily against Miami of Ohio. That line uh, dropped. Did you go look? Well, you might ladies want to double and gentlemen, down. we might need a double down. Jared Patterson had 137 yards last week, like JP said. He's the best player in the Maction. He's very good. Uh, with Gabber being hurt, I'm not sure if he's playing tonight. Miami's very unsure at quarterback. They're not a bad team, but there were times they looked a little shaky against Ball State last week, and they very well should have won or lost, uh, but a bad, very bad interception um, by Ball State ended up giving in Miami an easy touchdown. Uh, Buffalo can put up points. Nine seems pretty uh, easy to me. For a team that can put up a lot of points. Uh, another game that we want to talk about, I will not play it, but I just want to say kudos to my Arkansas Razorbacks for a hell of a run this season. I'm sorry, I think yeah, they're I, cover I, machine. I think your run comes to an end this weekend. Minus 17 and a half against Florida. Their coach being out, a lot of a lot of up in the air. Maybe, Florida's favorite bear. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. Sorry, did I say that wrong? Uh, Felipe Franks is going to need to play the game of his life and put a chip on his shoulder against his former team in order to cover. I just don't see it happening. But thank you, uh, Razorback Nation, for covering for me. And this is not the last time. I probably will bet on you. I'm just saying, look for the ride to come over, come to an end this weekend. Okay, to touch on JP's Purdue pick, uh, let's talk about Northwestern. That team has not given up a second-half point in 90 straight minutes. What the fuck? fuck is happening <laughs> what a- kind of defensive adjustments do you make at halftime to not give up a single point credit that's to luke mccaffrey throwing a fucking pick off of some offensive lineman's mm-hmm. helmet jesus i'm not going into it i'm not going into it what why why is northwestern uh, so good in the second half well i think you got a pat fitzgerald guy who people love to play for is one and i think he, he's a defensive guy he played linebacker northwestern had his years in the league I think he's just defensive minded and I think he understands the big 10 so well from being in it so long um, now, of course, it's kind of come down to the kids executing and playing well. But they're uh, they're pretty smart. They go to Northwestern, let's yeah. just say that. But I just – that pick, I just feel like offensive talent is going to come to roast here. Maybe it's just – here's a little prediction. Bad slash inexperienced at the quarterback play of who they played against. I mean, you have McCaffrey who's inexperienced, and you have Martinez. No Martinez couldn't – Martinez said- bad. If you set a wide receiver in the middle of an open field, Martinez would have thrown it. 40 yards to his fucking right last week. He was terrible. Then you go back to Iowa. I mean, no offense, JP. No, I just may have been through Petros it. is bad and inexperienced. And then uh, Tua's little brother at Maryland. I'm pretty high on him. Game I think one, he's, though. I, no, his no, I know. That's, that's, inexper- yeah. that's the inexperience factor I think he had. I think he's a good player. So I think 
the combination of bad and inexperienced in the quarterback play against the teams they've played against mm-hmm. has been to a good factor into that. Yeah. So Purdue, just by stats, if you're going to win, you have to score a shit ton of points in the first half. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, my game, the only game I want to touch on, and I know you've been waiting for it, is the Coastal Carolina <laughs> Chanticleers at Clears. Troy. This Chanticleers. Uh-oh. Clears. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> We're not counting it's that. It's not the They came to Omaha. I live there. I know it. Uh, Coastal Carolina, those are my boys. Big spread this weekend against a pretty good Troy team that competes every week, um, except for when they play BYU. Holy shit, that team's good. Um, Coastal Carolina, 11-point favorites. I'm going to ride with my boys. Uh, one of the best backfields in the Sun Belt, as we've touched on before. The over-under is set at 53 in that game. I'm taking the spread. I think Coastal Carolina wins by hopefully 12. I, I don't know. I have to ride with them. They're my boys. They pushed last week. That line opened at 18, closed at 17. I had it at 17. They pushed. They won 23-6. to um, They did turn the ball over a shit ton last week, though. So if they don't do that, I believe they win this game easily by 11. Um, so, yeah, let's ride shots. Okay. Let's go into something that we've never talked about on this pod, and that is golf the masters of this week we feel obligated to talk about it Schaefer and i, got, I watch golf to. often um so we have a pick that we like I, here i, I wouldn't say JP. often i mean the majors but like i guess it's often for the common american all right well like, i yeah. i watch golf a lot uh, i'm really into it my pick i will hold until these guys make their choice but i don't like to bet an outright winner on golf it's just so hard it, it depends on everything um Schaefer, what's your pick here well that's that's lame. I'm picking five winners. I put a couple dollars. Five uh, winners. Couple dollars down on uh, five guys. Hopefully, hopefully one of them can win. First one, the obvious one, Bryce uh, DeChambeau. The guy hits a, a million yards. This course plays well to him. I mean, he's obviously the clear favorite. He's not going to win me a lot of money if he wins, but hey, money's money. The next one, actually, I got two of them. The year 2020 has been weird. Why not giving it to the weirdest guys, Rory? who's never won a Masters. I think he completed his Grand Slam if he wins this one. And then Ricky, Ricky Fowler. Uh, That's JP's boy. Plus 5,000. If it's been a weird year already, maybe this is Ricky's year to finally get it done. Uh, Colin Morikawa, he won the uh, the PGA Championship this year. Some of them have even went overboard and compared him to Tiger. So I like him. And then lastly, give me steady Brooks Kepka. Those are my five guys this weekend that I take. So I'm playing this straight off of what Schaefer said. He said, yeah, I'll take five and I'll play low to win high. And I thought, why not? So yep. I looked at it. I got five guys right now I'm looking at. And I got their odds to win and plus the top ten. That is something I got to decide later if I want to just in the top ten, try to get more than one winner. Nope, winners. That's it. Um, Dustin Johnson, nine to one right now to win. Colin Morikawa, as Schaefer had there, 2,800. Yep. He's good. Justin He's Thomas. Hot. Tony Finau and John Rahm. It could be Finau's year. I don't mind that. Yeah, see, I. But the thing is, like these, dro- obviously, they drop off from winning the top ten. But I'm gonna, I might try to play all, like five of them solo, just get them in the top ten, and see if I can't just, you know, get two of the five or one of the five or something like or that. Or I am all in the top ten. Yeah, you imagine that. that, that, hit? that I got half the top five or half <laughs> the top ten right here on these five on this paper. That would be bonkers. All right. My pick for this, and it's so hard to bet golf in Vegas knows that. That's why the lines are where they're at. No shit. Um, I think the only favorited ones was to make the cut. Um, I believe that Kevin Kisner, my boy, uh, is going to make the top 20 
at the end on the end of Sunday he'll be in the top twenty, and that is plus four fifty. Um, that's the one I'm going to ride. I'll put a decent amount on it. I'll what cheer for he, him all weekend. What was he last year? Wasn't he top twenty, like top thirty, top twenty-five? He fiddled yeah, he around until twenty-three. Yeah, but Fleet, I think Tommy Flea was another guy that always seems to hang around too. Yeah, I think Kevin Kisner has a good year this year. Uh, he's the guy's a competitor. Mm-hmm. He gets after it. He's kind of got this dick attitude to him, which I love. That's what winners do. Um, and I think Kevin Kisner finishes in the top twenty fairly easily, but he's got to have a good first couple of days to get up there. Uh, which is always very possible. Probably yeah. a top 20 golfer in the world. I think they had him at 33 to start the year, and he's up to 22. Uh, he's having a good season, and I think he finishes it out with a Masters top 20 finish. That's what I'll ride. I, li- I mean, I like it. you got to watch the weather, though. There's a lot of rain coming down right now, um, and it might continue through the week. So, obviously, golf is precision, and you got to watch out for guys that may have issues with it or how they play may change, but... Now, don't, I'm not the golf expert, but like from yeah, what I've been reading on everything and trying to understand the sport more and more, is it's it's a big deal um, when betting things. So I think mass picks going the other way is good. Or if you have a one pick that you're like, that's a hell of an odds for a certain um, placing. I, that's great too. And Kevin Kisner also plays well in shitty weather, which we could see here. Um, granted, it is Georgia. Uh, but it is the middle of November, and the Masters have never been done this late. So we'll see how it goes. I think, yeah, it with there's just a not there's just not a lot of good college football games on this weekend, which gives it an even more incentive to watch. So yeah, that's why I picked a few to play. So make sure you're watching the Masters. Make sure you're betting on the Masters. It only happens once a year. Jesus Christ, <laughs> live your life. Um, that wraps it up here. Although we do want to talk about. We are considering a name change. We've had multiple people come up and talk to us about it. Uh, we're going to put a poll out for you guys to decide whether it should be It's Just Money Podcast or Just Money Podcast. Just taking away the it's, just taking away three letters. Uh, we'll leave it up to you guys. Personally, I like It's Just Money, but we'll leave it up to you guys. Uh we're going to put a poll out after this pod is released. We'll let you guys vote on it. Please vote if you see it. It just takes one click, you assholes. Um, so please vote on it. We're giving you winners, so you might as well give us something back. Give yeah, us a little no opinion. No shit. There's a lot of winning coming out of here. So let, we're, <laughs> we're, trying to, yeah, we're trying to, to win money? Tell we're trying friends. to share yeah. this and go around and grow it as much as possible. But at the same time, I get if you're being selfish, you don't want to give your winners away. But we're doing it, so you can <laughs> fucking do it. Yeah, this is week four, and we're... Still winning, so you might want to tell some people about it. Uh, we do put a lot of thought into our picks. We appreciate you joining the It's Just Money podcast as of, as of right now. Uh, presented by Two Brothers North, the premier guiding and clothing for the duck hunter on the Missouri River. Uh, appreciate those guys again. Uh, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next week. At deuces. Love you, Mom.